It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. We are breaking down the Dolphins' trade of Jay Ajayi to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round draft pick, one that caught both of us by a lot of shock, as well as others in Dolphins land. Sitting there in my office, somebody from work comes in and says, Kat, uh, Jay Ajayi is only worth a fourth-round pick. And I said, no, he's worth like a first or a second round pick. And he said, well, he just got traded for a fourth rounder. And I immediately scrambled to my computer, and I just can't believe what I see on there. I, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm much, I'm, I'm glad we're having this show today as opposed to yesterday. I'm still not happy, but I'm a little bit more understanding today. Paul, what was your first, uh, what was your first reaction? A little bit of confusion and. In- since I, I actually heard about it from you um, over over text message while I was at work, you know, I <laughs> I thought you were screwing with me at first, and it just didn't see or that there was another pick involved, <laughs> and you know, it just it just felt like there was more to come. And unfortunately, it sounds like the more to come here really was something we've seen little hints of. We've seen hints of it in the past, and I think it might be a maturity thing because you we all remember when JHI got left home when they played in Seattle last year because he was being a little bit of a bitch. And it, if you watch closely to his reactions on the sidelines at times this year, whether they had the lead, but it wasn't a huge one, and he didn't feel he was getting enough touches, which was readily apparent by his reactions at times, or when they were losing and they needed to throw the ball and he still seemed pissed off, he wasn't getting his carries. So... For me, hearing reports he stormed out of the locker room after a win because he didn't feel he carried the ball enough. Hearing reports about the way he's been handling things inside the locker room, not venting to Gase about some of his concerns, being aloof around the other players, it doesn't really lead to that whole team mentality. And right after a blowout where Gase went nuts and said heads are going to roll, who's the guy he's going to target? The one that's throwing temper tantrums and... Seeming like fun, but seeming like there's also other things behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, at first, my immediate attention went to the talent of Jay When you look at his final, what, 12 games last year, 11 games, where he averaged somewhere around 100 yards rushing each game. And you look at it this year, even though the guy's averaging 3.4 yards a carry, he is one of the best in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, at broke, in broken tackles. And everything I always pinned it back to was you didn't take care of the offensive line in the offseason, and then you lost your not only your starting quarterback, but now you are in Ryan Tannehill this summer, but you also had Jay Cutler get hurt. So it's been a whole mess, and the passing game's effect has killed the running game. That's where I think all the problems start right there. But also, too, you know, Adam Gase in this situation gets the benefit of the doubt. I mean, Adam Gase is is somebody that we believe in. I mean, when when you go when you finish the year last season nine and two, and then you start off four and three this year, and you seem to be grinding it out in a lot of these games, Adam Gase is going to get the benefit of the doubt. Joe Philbin, on the other hand, if he had if Joe Philbin had made this trade, something like this in his final year in Miami. 
he would not be getting the benefit of the doubt. Do you agree or do you agree or disagree? No, I agree. Um, but you know, at the same time, I, 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 I am leery because, like you said, the talent is definitely there with Ajayi. He's a guy I know I pounded the table for uh, in the draft and was freaking out every time they passed him over um, in the final two picks before they actually selected. He's a good player, but there's also reports that the Dolphins are really doubtful about the long-term health of his knee, um, even more so that they feel like it's getting a lot worse. So, really, if he's not in their long-term plans right now and they're building this team for the future and they've got all this young talent that they've got, do I think they could have got higher than a fourth-round pick? Yeah, but at the same time, the fact that they were willing to take a fourth-round pick and not let it go any further um, in, in, the, in the pissing contest that is the NFL trade scenario, that tells you a little bit, too, right there in terms of either A, his attitude, B, his knee, or C, all of the above. So I'm not exactly shocked. Before we dive too much further into it or any of the other trades, I do want to mention to some of our listeners, we do have our merch site up now. On the finside.threadless.com. You can find it down in the show notes, whichever way you're listening to us. A good portion of the proceeds are going to be going to charity. So check it out. Let us know what you think. We've got some good stuff there. Anyway, Kat, I don't yeah. know if you had any more on this Ajayi thing. Yeah, I, I do. You see, there are a couple of things that that I've heard out there, and it makes me scratch my head a little bit. Num- number one, I've heard the same thing about the knee. And coming out of Boise State, that supposedly was was the reason he fell to the fifth round, where other than that, he would have been taken probably in the second or third round, given his talent level. That was a huge – people thought he was a one-contract player. So I get that. But then on the other hand, I say if that's, if that's the case, if that knee were so problematic, then why is Jay Ajayi touching the ball 26-plus times in four of the Dolphins' seven games? Why isn't Kenyon Drake getting more involved and if you think that much about Kenyon Drake, why weren't you getting him involved a little bit earlier? So a lot of this doesn't make sense. Another thing that doesn't make sense to me, too, is that, you know, you talk about missed assignments. And I can't believe I didn't, didn't pound him into the ground in our Ravens breakdown. Damian Williams in that Ravens game um, cost the Dolphins very easily 14 points in that game. One drive ended because he didn't look back for the ball on a third down. Another ended because he fell down on a screen pass when it was an all-out blitz. That was an easy walk into the end zone. He missed two blocks for sacks. You want to talk about miss your assignments. I thought Damian Williams was getting cut after that game. Overall, I'm still not too happy about it because I think the talent level of Jay Ajayi exceeds, greatly exceeds that of a late fourth-round pick. I, this seemed to me like Adam Gase was really mad after the game and wanted to make sure he made an example out of somebody. Belichick does that, but I'll tell you what, if Adam Gase wants to be like that, he better, he better back it up because if it turns out the Dolphins have a talent issue and can't run the football because of the running back, we'll be pointing back to this move. We will, but one thing I do want to point out there as well that may really prove Gase right is if Ajayi was freaking out, he wasn't getting enough touches when, let's face it, he was truly the feature back in Miami this season. He was he was given the role of a feature back, which there aren't too many of those in the NFL. He's going to be sharing a lot of carries with LeGarrette Blount in, in Philly. He's going to be watching a lot as Carson Wentz effectively throws the ball 
in Philly. So he's not going to see as many touches there, good, good, bad, or indifferent touches, as he did in Miami. So this may be a scenario where we actually see Jay Ajayi being the perfect storm to throw a temper tantrum, especially when they've lost some of their best blockers already up there in Philly, even though they're a great team. Yeah, I'm still trying to find some good out of this. And I'm a little bit more understanding today when I heard the explanation regarding it, that this guy was a major problem. I still can't get over the fact that it's hard for me to blame the guy getting hit three yards in the backfield on every play. It's it's diff- difficult for me to understand it. What I do like, two two bright spots here. Number one is I do think Kenyon Drake is a talented running back. And I think he could add a little bit more speed in the passing game. He could add some more big plays too. And the running back position is one of the more expendable in the NFL. I mean, you look at Red V. Bush, you look at Lamar Miller. I was pissed when they lost both of these guys and it turned out to be okay. It was next man up. So hopefully it's that same situation. I'm with you. One thing I did want to point out real quick, just the hilariousness of the trade deadline. Yet again, the Browns decided to be the Browns, and, and they traded for A.J. McCarron. Only they filed the league paperwork late and kind of got miffy. They didn't get a grace period on the trade deadline that's firmly communicated to every NFL team out there. So go Browns. You almost had a quarterback for a minute, but I guess not. Uh, everybody in the building should be fired if you missed the trade deadline. I, I, I'm sitting there with a full day of work on my plate, and I know to the minute when the trade deadline is happening. And the Browns' whole organization, nah, just took a nap. So good for them. Anyway, uh, another piece of news here. The Dolph, uh, the Bills traded a third and seventh round pick, Cal- Calvin Benjamin, and he should be immediately be their number one receiver out there. But, you know, to me, Kelvin Benjamin's a biscuit shy of 300 pounds, can never keep his weight under control. Looks like a mixture of uh, Queen Latifah and, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, Paul. And he thought oh, he's on built Kelvin like Ray Maluga. Yeah, um, yeah, Ray Maluga and, and, and Queen Latifah. We'll take that. For me, I, I, I think Buffalo is a little better team than any of us expected, at least thus far this season. And, and he does improve their team. So should be interesting down the stretch. We'll see if he can stay in shape enough to play for that two-week swing Miami's got against the Bills later in the season. But otherwise, you know, he, he does add a little bit to their roster. So good on the Bills for going out and getting him. And that will do it for our breakdown of the trade of Jay Ajayi to the Eagles for a fourth-round pick. You can follow us on Facebook, Spreaker, Twitter, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. So, Ladee, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.